Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. From the Rangaroo Studios, this is the COB. Brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Well, hello, hello. This is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm just so excited to be here with Kyle Rudder. I'm Nadine Blaney. I'm Kyle Rudder. Excited to be here or excited to be here with Kyle Rudder? Excited to be here with Kyle Rudder. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's nice. it's well, a Monday. It is a Monday. A day I where the markets you. are like looking bright. There's a whole prospect of wonderful things to happen. <laughs> yeah, let's have a look at where that uh, market is sitting or where it closed. The CBO 200 up by around about 1%. There we go, 1.02%. The ASX 200 uh, up by slightly less than that, uh, around 0.956%, we'll, we'll call it. But um, hey, it looks like a debt deal will get done. It needs to get through Congress, of course, but uh, it would seem to be that uh, that's what this relief rally is all about. Relief rally, but you know, we had been poised to have a pretty good start regardless because it was, even before the resolution came through, it was a really positive session in New York on Friday. In fact, global markets rose. There's still this enthusiasm, this AI enthusiasm. Why are you laughing? Because it's one of those things you can slap AI on anything, can't you? And yep. It seems to be just the buzz, right? And that was a conversation I had mm. with Henry Jennings for Marcus today on the small caps because then everybody goes, oh, well, if I'm not in NVIDIA, if I'm not in mm. Microsoft, or if I have some already, must be a way to play it here in Australia. Look, there are are some companies that are loosely related to the AI themes, but you should have a listen to what um, what Henry had to say. And that interview will be up online shortly. If it's not already, ausbiz.com.au, of course, if you're listening to this via podcast form. So yeah, there's all of that enthusiasm out in markets. And there's just this sort of, I don't know, is it a willful a willful um, ignorance when it comes to that inflation data, the fact that it's so um, sticky, the fact that we've now got 50-50 market pricing for a Fed hike coming through in June. In fact, a guest I was talking to today said, oh, expect June and July. Like that's what will happen. July as well. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Well, it just we, we spoke about it earlier this morning, didn't we? And um, I was looking at the the, the, uh, the the futures, the Fed fund futures. Again, uh, that wasn't in the price last week, or wasn't in the price before uh, the, the inflation print on yeah. Friday night. So it speaks again to that sort of stickiness potentially that we saw in the UK. It seems to have been backed up in the US data. One has to wonder. Well, you know, how uh, how aggressive or how many more hikes could there be from here? Yeah. Well, um, look, I spoke with Mark Todd from the Bank of China that said, "Yep." They will hike in the States, but it doesn't mean they will hike here in Australia. And of course, that is coming around already, mm. believe it or not, next week. It is. We've got uh, the governor, Reserve Low Governor Philip Lowe, speaking in front of this economics committee this week. But anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself, as per usual. Let's just um, reflect on some of our, our major performing sectors. 
uh, today and look no further than the A REITs. It was actually the best performing sector. Come. Interesting. I, I don't know why um, that would necessarily be. I mean, it was a broad based rally, wasn't it? It was nine out of 11 sectors finished higher. Uh, um, I don't know if we're less worried about uh, property anymore. I'm, I'm not mm, too sure. But, I don't know. Um, one way traffic there, certainly for the REITs. Yeah, the miners were also looking pretty good. We saw Dalian Iron Ore futures up at one point about 4%. So capping off the rally that began late last week. Again, I had a chat with David Lennox from Fat Profits. He's still a hold on a lot of these iron ore stocks, even though there does seem to be a bit more positivity coming from property in China. And and really, he puts that down to the valuations of some of these local iron ore miners. You know, there's the, the share price. This isn't really, you know, potentially offering much value when you get in. So there's a little look there. And even though gold came under pressure today, look, David's still really favorable on the gold miners toward the end of the year. So, yeah, again, that interview is up online as well. Yeah. And uh, well, I well, let's get to the banks um, now because it was another broad based rally for the banks and had uh, a really good conversation with Nathan Zaya. Uh, I don't know if he's been on before. Actually. Yes, he has. He, he has, has been. Not, yeah. First time for Not me. Not for a while. Not for a while. First time for me. Had a really good tra- chat just about the bank valuations right mm-hmm. now, um, you know, because there's that, that whole sort of story around peak credit growth, peak margins, all those different things. So pick that apart. But today, well, if you look across the board, it's not anywhere near the highs of last year. But of course, everything has to start somewhere. And he, uh, well, he favors Westpac, actually. Does he? Uh, okay. He's the most uh, fairly valued uh, bank right now. Interesting, because, um, yeah, I spoke with uh, Leighton Roberts from Sharesies, and he said that there's a big sell on um, ANZ. Oh. Uh, for example, in the banking space. But uh, Macquarie was a standout today, up by 1.5%. The healthcare sector was looking pretty solid. Uh, CSL, you know, just the weighting of some of these companies on the market. I would venture to say that's not right for ResMed, but uh, maybe no, a little bit of a business. data glitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, CSL, as I was saying, you know, market weight, when it's up by 1.6%, you know, it helps lift the broader market. Um, mm. You know what was the laggard today, Kyle? I do. Consumer discretionary. We'll have a look <laughs> at the retailers now. And uh, well, they're well, all up. But we'll get to the story as to why consumer's discretion was down in a minute. You can blame the Canadians. I'm going to blame Purdue. Uh, <laughs> woke Purdue. I don't know. Anyway. Trudeau. I'll correct you. Rhoda. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to some of our top corporate stories. And mm. this is your time to shy, Ben, because it was IDP education. Lots of people were asking why it was down so significantly yeah. to start the day. There was no material announcement made to the company. So eyes all went to Canada. And <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. often does around here. <laughs> um, so what Canada has done is they have, um, <laughs> I get that, they have uh, basically opened up their the competition in some of those um, student areas of the market that IDP really yeah. has dominated in a lot of these markets. And uh, yeah, that took the win really out of its share price. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sort of, you know, I actually own this stock and I just, because someone said, made a really good investment case uh, for it a, a few months ago and it really is just that oh, reopening story. It's been one story. of the favorite, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, it's that reopening story, right? But I mean, I think, you know, when you look at a lot of value in investors, they look for moats, right? And mm-hmm. this company seems to have had a fairly significant moat. Canada has just kind of pulled down the drawbridge perhaps a little bit when it comes to that because it's more or less opened up the sector uh, to greater competition. And again, uh, it'll accept other language tests for student visas. There was a bit of a monopoly that IDP had on that. That will no longer be the case. And uh, I think it was UBS that it expects, I think, a 30% Mm -hmm. hit. Um, to, to, to revenues. Don't quote me on that exactly, but UBS does have a, a, a pretty important note out on this. And well, I mean, that's 5% down over the last year, but today the sell-off was about 15%. Yeah, it was very, very sharp. In fact, so sharp 
I mentioned that it didn't put out a material announcement to the ASX and uh, it got slapped with a price query mm. um, saying that uh, AEL, it says, has been not made aware of any information concerning it that was not previously announced to the market, which if known could be an explanation for the recent trading activity in AEL. But I think that's the thing is that when you are, you know, the favored, the incumbent, yep. you're always at risk when it comes. Like and whenever we talk about education, health, there's that regulatory risk, which is you know, it, it can be really severe when it rears its um, its ugly face. Uh, so that's IDP. ALQ, so that's the ticker code. I always say ALQ. It's actually yeah. ALS is the company name. So it's um, testing. It's in lab. It's in medicine. It's in mining. You know, it's it's got its finger in a lot of pies. When you read the report at first, it looked very solid. I mean, net profit was up, underlying net profit, dividend had been increased. It was mm. talking about strength in all of its divisions. It talked about margin expansion, all the rest of it. But I, I, I went through it again and I thought that maybe, maybe it was because it didn't give an explicit outlook, guidance going forward. I don't know. Have you seen anything different? No, not really. And it's not a company that I follow uh, too much typically either. So I don't, you know, sometimes it's just a kind of a vibe situation, isn't it? It's like, oh, you know, we, things are feeling pretty good and, you know, it just, nothing could possibly meet the high bar that was set for it. But I couldn't even really get a sense of that necessarily. But it is down quite considerably, of course. Hey, we've got a Twitter page. If you've got a better idea, let us know. But um, nevertheless, it was a good result and it was it was belted. Yeah, well, we, we actually brought in the experts on this one, Kyle. So it was the stock of the Day, Daniel Ortiz from Stock Doctor and David Lane from Ordmanet. Let's listen to what they have to say. You know, this business will struggle to grow unless it has some uh, further increase in capacity and, and demand in that commodity segment. Um, so for that reason, we're probably leading towards a hold on this stock. Um, having said that, if you start to see some acquisitions come through, then there will be upgrades to come. So certainly keep it on the watch list. The, the, the result was actually a very good result today. Uh, you know, shows some strong growth. Um, but as Daniel said, I think it's probably the, the best the best year is behind it. Um, our forecasts are that they'll have some fairly flat earnings in the next 12 months. And what we've seen in the mining services area is that, yes, there's been a lot of activity as far as existing mines are concerned, but it hasn't been a lot of investment in new mines. So the growth trajectory is, is you know, relatively flat there. Um, as Daniel said, in, the, in the, the margins in the life sciences haven't been as strong. So we actually think from a valuation point of view, the stock's been trading too high. Uh, we've actually got a sell recommendation on it. Uh, our valuation on the stock is about $8.40, so still well below where they're currently trading at. Uh, and we have seen the share price weaken a little bit recently with, uh, I think, other investors looking at taking some profits as well based on the, you know, the, the previous strength in the price. Well, that was a pretty good explanation, yeah, I thought. there you go. <laughs> we aim to bring you the answers. Just come here, osbiz.com.au. Um, you know who else has some answers for us? Josh Gilbert from eToro. Welcome to the COB, Josh. Thanks for joining us. What do you make of today's rally? How much of that is down to the debt ceiling? How much of it was just enthusiasm from Friday? And, uh, you know, what happens now that we've got U.S. markets shut for Memorial Day? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I think plenty of it obviously comes from you know the, the stronger lead from Wall Street, no doubt about that. It was a pretty good week for for the Nasdaq all in all, up more than sort of two percent. And obviously, we came off a, a pretty poor week last week as well. Uh, the debt ceiling news obviously helped uh, you know a fair bit in terms of you know that tentative agreement in place. It takes away that little bit of uncertainty for investors. Um, Although I don't think really markets seem to bat an eyelid um, at the sort of the debt ceiling news anyway, sort of sort of seem to brush it off to one side. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think it might be short lived. You mentioned obviously markets being closed in the in the US today. You know, futures have, have sort of come off since they're open. You know, the Nasdaq opened up about zero point eight percent higher. Um, that's futures now about zero point five percent. So I think we may start to lose a little bit of that 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 sort of steam. I think investors will sort of turn from that optimism of okay, we've we've got you know a potential deal in place to okay, will this deal actually come to fruition? Then I think they'll start thinking about that PCE data that came through on on Friday that was obviously um, you know came through a little bit hotter than expected. That's obviously dialed up rate hike expectations again. We went from you know a 15% chance of a hike last week to now at 65% to start this week. So I think investors will, will sort of quickly change that that mindset from you know. Um, a bit of a, a bit of positivity coming from obviously that that de- debt ceiling agreement to obviously okay inflation isn't coming down as as quickly as we we sort of you know initially thought um, and as as we know that that's going to sort of bring back those expectations of how much further have the Fed got to go when markets for a long time have now been pricing in you know the peak of rates. We spoke about it last week, but uh, we'd be also interested to see how much uh, chat is emerging on the eToro platform, if any uh, data is available there. Just AI, it's the buzzword. Um, some have been joking today that it's a little bit like the, uh, the dot-com bubble. You just sort of slap either E at the front of it or dot-com at the end of it and uh, it would rise. You're seeing a fair bit of interest there. Obviously, it's, it's the buzz right now. Yeah, absolutely is. And I think, look, you know, in terms of when ChatGPT came about, that's sort of, I think, really when we got that that buzz sort of come through. We know that sort of ChatGPT can sort of write our emails, it can manage our money, apparently, it can read our minds, it can do everything. But I think AI could also be saving your portfolio this year, right? And Nasdaq's up 27%, NVIDIA is up more than 150%. Microsoft is is up by, you know, more than 25% as well. Um, so absolutely, we're seeing that interest. In- interestingly enough, we're actually getting a lot of interest from the over 55s. Um, there was an 86% jump in over 55s opening positions in one of the sort of AI related stocks versus Q4 2022. So whether that's C3 AI, whether that's NVIDIA, um, Microsoft or Alphabet. And, and that was a quite a significant difference to what we had between, say, our sort of 18 to 34 year old users, which we only saw an 18% rise. Maybe it's because they were already invested in those stocks. Um, who knows? But basically, the idea here is is that you know it shows that the maybe the older generation are, are you know not missing the, the you know this technology run. Um, they're embracing these sort of technology stocks at a faster rate than what sort of the younger generation is. Um, and I think that bucks the sort of the trend here for, for especially tech adoption, right? I think the stereotypes are that it's usually. Um, you know, younger investors that they're, they're at the front of this. And I think that comes from obviously the long runway that's probably needed with tech. Obviously, we're, we're only seeing AI in its infancy. But I think it's a reminder that technology is a is a key driver um, and an opportunity for, for sort of everyone. But we're also seeing interest from AI in the sense that 
although it can be a great theme to invest in, you know, investors are really being excited by the ability to be able to analyze, you know, vast amounts of data, generate new investment ideas and, and ultimately overcome what has been, you know, biases against retail investors for, for sort of many, many years. So I think there's a lot of excitement from that side as well. Yeah, Nadine's telling me every day that she's looking for the first opportunity to get rid of me for AI. So it'll be a huge productivity boost at Ausbiz. No, not at all. What would we do without you and your sense of humor, Kyle? I don't think any AI bot's going to be that funny, um, intentionally or unintentionally. Okay, uh, Josh, so the rest of the week, I mean, we don't have a lot really coming through from US earnings, let's say that's sort of out of the market. We may have some further confessions coming from ASX listed companies, you know, as we work our way towards reporting season. But it, it, it is still the macro, very much that's driving things. If you think Aussie monthly inflation, if you think US jobs, I mean, it very much is still the rates conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're obviously, like you say, wrapping up earnings in, in US. I think we've got Salesforce is probably one of the biggest names to watch there. But I think, yeah, investor attention will turn to, to that sort of macro data. Um, we've obviously got non-farms in, in the US this week as well, which I think will be obviously the last sort of key data point for, for the Fed, really. And then obviously this inflation data in, in Australia is, is going to be, you know, sort of the, the last piece of the, the puzzle for the RBA. Um, but before, you know, their next rate decision, obviously we had retail sales last week that they came in a little bit sort of weaker than the market had expected, pretty flat for the month. And I think that is telling the RBA that, you know, that their rate hikes are having their desired effect. But previously they had said that, you know, they could raise rates as much as they um, they have done because the consumers are remaining resilient. You know, savings are, are pretty high, but we're starting to see that the consumer isn't as resilient as maybe um, they have been for the last sort of 12 to 18 months and that spending is ultimately starting to pull back. So that inflation data is obviously going to be sort of really key. And, you know, if that comes in, hotter than expected if it comes in you know a blaring a glaring difference there uh then i think you know again money markets will will change their expectations because you know as we saw you know last month they were they were pricing in a pause but we obviously got a got a hike um you know expectations are for you know a jump to 6.4 percent from 6.3 percent last month so it just does reaffirm that again you know central banks have a really tricky task here to, to get inflation under control it's not going down maybe as easy as they they expected and i think investors importantly they are are maybe sort of pricing in a lot of good news that you know we will see the end of rate hikes this is the peak of 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 high uh, of rates but it just seems that we're not quite getting there we we continue to sort of get um you know a, a couple of more hikes obviously we we priced in another hike um for, from the fed now as i said earlier we we now obviously got you know what was probably a surprise hike from the rba last month as well um so if inflation does continue to sort of stay around these levels and doesn't come down you know i think markets will will be surprised i think we we could see some weakness if if inflation isn't moving in the right direction because that means higher for longer rates and that means that we're going to see more rate hikes as well and, and markets just aren't pricing that in right now Josh, really appreciate you kicking off the week with us as always. We'll let you get back to the rest of your day. Josh Gilbert from eToro. Thanks, guys. Take care. So, um, look, it's so funny when we talk AI because every time we've got this level of enthusiasm in the market for a particular theme, whether mm. that's crypto or whether that's meme stocks, it's always like, is this the dot-com bubble yeah. mark two? So we'll see. Um, maybe we should get across some of the leaders and laggards right now. Let's have a look.
starting off with the leaders. Let's see if we get to a little of that AI flavor to things. <laughs> and well, you could probably argue there might be there. Brainship Holdings is always, um, I suppose, an inexplicable mover and shaker most days. And well, you could argue it might be an AI play. Yeah. Um, look, go and listen to that interview from Henry Jennings. He said that the chair had a lot of guts to come out and just speak very plainly at the AGM. Look, there's there's nary a day that we don't talk about brain chip and scratch our heads as to why. Uh, the Charter Hall Social Industrial REIT, CQE, is one of those REITs that helped lift that sector higher. I can't see any news associated with it. Centuria Capital as well. Um, we've got a bit of a broker note coming through, though, from... Char um, apologies. Where's this from? It's from... Uh, I can't, uh, Simon Chan, where's Simon Chan from? It's, That's anyways, it's, it's slipped my mind, but he's saying that Centuria Industrial REIT and Charter Hall Long Whale REIT appear to have the weakest bank, in, oh, he's from Morgan Stanley, among some of those REITs on the ASX. He does say that they have assets that would interest buyers. So just talking about, um, you know, we've got all those debt costs that are, pretty risky for some of these company, but saying that they also have the most desirable assets. We got there in the end with that one there, Kyle. Yeah, and uh, you can see a few, well, a gold play there, actually, but uh, mostly rare earths also rebounding. I, I guess you could probably just chalk that up to the fact that we have seen commodities moving high, generally speaking. UBS um, actually lifting the price target for Linus uh, as well today by 2.4% to $6.80. Laggards, what helped... Uh, well, I guess didn't We've not overall. dealt with already, haven't yeah. we? Down 15.5% IDP education. So that's a pretty painful day for investors there. We'll, um, well, I guess, wait for the brokers to come out now. And also, hopefully, uh, the company as well to provide some further colour on that. Because, well, you did see that, um, read a little earlier, um, a, a press release mm -hmm. from uh, the, the management there. But um, Yeah, it yeah, was a bit of a, you know, they got a speeding ticket. Well, not a speeding ticket, the opposite. Yeah. They had a price query come through. Yeah. Um, Megaport, just before we lose it, I just thought I'd point out that it's been raised to buy from a neutral by City today. Price target lifted by 5% to $7.40 per share. Still not enough to give it a boost. And that's mm. even on a day that, you know, generally speaking, tech did fairly well. So yeah. that's an interesting one. Usually, yeah, some of these things follow those broker moves that come through from the big, big broking houses. And um, just a very quick look at some of those mid to small cap companies that uh, we're on the market today. Archer Materials, again, you could argue a little bit of a link there going through with the overarching theme and Appen as well in the AI space, mm -hmm. up by 12.5%. And uh, look, let's see if any of Kyle's favorite companies are on here. <laughs> None of them nope. today. None of them today, actually. Yeah. That's a new new, uh, new list, really. A bit of a motley crew there. Mm -hmm. Not sure what's driving those prices. Um, look, tonight, not a lot. Nothing. Yeah. Which day? In Germany. Yeah. Happy okay. Whit Day. Happy Whit Day. And the Memorial UK day. is some sort of a bank holiday. Yeah, I did read France, what it was in Whit France. Day as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. There you go. And Memorial Day is a big one. It's sort of the unofficial start to summer in the United States. Yeah, uh, things trading. get a bit more interesting here locally tomorrow, at least on the eco front, because it was so quiet, so quiet on the macro front today. Nothing really. No, not really. And uh, to be fair, too, the macro front was pretty, pretty quiet. But nevertheless, mm. we'll start to see things pick up a little bit. Um, yeah, like you said before, Wall Street's not going to be open. We're not going to have much of a lead from, I think, either um, uh, most European markets as well. So um, might 
continue to kind of hook into these debt talks because, well, we have one more hurdle to clear, which is getting it uh, through Congress, which is expected to occur, I believe, or voted upon on Wednesday. So that might uh, occupy a lot of that chatter still for a little little while longer. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we've got this West Farmer um, strategy day that we can at least look forward to tomorrow because, well, we get such a look into retail from West Farmers, consumer, where they see the consumer headed, mm. but also now increasingly everybody's talking about West Farmers in regards to lithium, uh, you know, because it's really moving forward into that space and uh, yeah, perhaps not being priced inappropriately by the market or so I'm told. So yeah, we'll see what they say on that front tomorrow. Yes, and we also have a very special event, I suppose for the industry, but we'll be there as well. I think we're sponsoring mm-hmm. it, aren't we? The uh, the SIAA conference. Yeah. So Stockbrokers Investment Advisors Association, did I get that right? I think you did. Close enough. So uh, we're going to be coming live from there. How with can I replace well. you with AI when you can ramble this stuff off with uh, such ease? Well, you don't know I'm not AI. We are the media partner for that conference. And Andrew Gagan, our colleague, will be there throughout the day bringing you, you know, great interviews with um, some awesome guests. There's, you know, panel discussions galore, really stuff that's pertinent to the industry itself, but also, I think, investors and um, David Kosh Koshy might know him who's in the bit in the news a little bit today wasn't he yeah yeah the whole family actually we're gonna be sick of him daughter-in-law carrie (laughs) yeah um look uh he'll be there and he'll actually be speaking and moderating a panel discussion with helen loftus of course who's the ceo of the asx so yeah really pleased that we are the media partners to that conference over the next couple of days it's gonna be great there's plenty of good contact uh content today so you can catch up on that uh in on your website and uh otherwise noon we reckon call the day we'll see you tomorrow yeah See you then. Great day on the market today. We'll see what happens tomorrow. The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.